this is definitely one of those plots that like if cell phones existed or like texting or like a signaling system that made any sense at all any kind of they're like i'll give you a signal it's like you guys need to come up with a signal first you know by the <laughs> by the end of the season they do have better signaling with each other like i i seem to recall something from the last few episodes where they just like give like a like a swat team yeah. style go sign yeah. and they all move well also they're all like way more on the same page later on yeah, which i guess I mean, is that's, showing that's the point. Yeah, yeah like that they all a lot of them like get much closer to kind of like Josuke no Kiyasu's telepathic communication though right. it's never overt in the way that it is with them. But yeah, this is just bad. Like, just standing up and waving your arms and yelling is not a signal. But they're also disconnected. Like, Giorno still calls Mr. Mista-san. Which is adorable. Which is really cute. Mr. Mista. No. Yes. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And we're here today to talk to you about glasses or fishing line. Why not both? Yes. And uh, like torture? Yes. Is it, is it good? Yes. According to me watching this episode. Is it, is it good or is it fun? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> so this is, in my estimation, the best moment of the season. Absolutely. Is, is in this episode. I agree. Part five peaks in this episode, but which is a shame because we've got like thirty episodes to go. Probably it's definitely I think in the top five moments in all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime, yeah. and you could argue it is the best moment because it is just so good. It's argue, yeah. I I would I wouldn't say that someone was full of shit if they said that was yeah. the best moment of. We're talking about, by the way, the torture dance. Right. Yeah, which I remember being very concerned because this is like so iconic in the manga and yet also obviously something that in theory would be much better in motion. But in the manga, it's just a few panels of them doing this dance. But they do manage to get all the choreography in there. Yeah. And I was really worried about the song just because I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was, I just, I I had, I had concerns. Yeah. Because it is so iconic to like, you know, it's been memed and... I mean, like, you'll find cosplayers who who do, like, the Vento Oreo Boys who will do... They'll have decided on their version of the dance, the dance and they'll just do that, uh, you know, and if you mention it. Like, I, I also was like, oh, how are they going to do the dance? You know, we were all waiting. And they did it just so much better than you could ever have imagined they would do it. Like, with the experimental animation. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the music. The dance. Uh, I'll skip over the music for now and just, like... During the dance, they show these three different, like, sort of painterly animation, like reaction bits. shots, and yeah, of. they're they're all of of um, Zucchero's head <laughs> with the fish hook in it, but like um, scullified, yeah, scullified, and the three of them are all themed on the three different boys who are dancing. So, like, there's one that has Mista's red background with like it looks like his hat. There's one that's blue and orange, like Narancia, and then there's one that's like purple and and green, like Fugo. And it's got little holes in the back, so it's, it's like holes, it, it's yeah. like Fugo then Nar- then Mista then Narancia, I believe is the Something, order. I don't know. I could but, be wrong, but I just watched it this morning. Um, so. Some some fan out there did a like a Basquiat style painting of those sort of like a collage what? of those three moments. It's my favorite piece of JoJo's fan art. I want to see it. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, like it's just, it feels very inspired and it actually reminded me when I was watching it again this morning of how like in part three in Stardust Crusaders, they had so much time to do stuff like with Oingo and Boingo and make new separately animated closing credit sequences with like new recorded songs and just like that art style that they, they just sort of incorporated in there um, and like drawing the different sequences from Thoth 
as Boingo would describe them and things like that. And then in part four, basically the part four closing credits was like enough of a side project, I feel like, because it was always changing and they were always adding stuff to it. And I just really have to wonder why. They also did like the Cinderella episode. Oh yeah, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, That's That's right. right. With all the Mucha stuff. Yeah, with Aya. And in the Enigma Boy stuff. Oh yeah, all all of the the Escher stuff. stuff. So it's like they definitely like had these moments where they got to really, you know, sort of, try something different and show off. And this is, I think the only time we get something like that for part yeah, five. We could be wrong because as we've discussed multiple times, our expectations and hopes messed up our first <laughs> viewings a little bit of this. Um, So I still, you know, I know that the beginning is way better than the, than the rest of the season, but I also am a little bit skeptical of my own judgment. Right. Um, so we'll see. I just have the memory of I'm a goldfish. Just, like, I just like, I don't know. Maybe it happened. Yeah. Goldfish um, experience. Yes. <laughs> but this is the super the great. Uh, yeah. Speaking of gold experience, the song that is played during this. So first of all, it's the same. We see Narancia go to his stereo, which I guess isn't broken anymore. And sure. And the, the sprite dried. Yeah. And pressed play. And it actually is the song that he was listening to one or two episodes ago nice. on his headphones when when uh, Mista yeah. messed up the Apparently stereo. Apparently Naranja has great taste. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And the reason I say speaking of gold experience is that the song that plays during the torture dance is very much based on a Prince song called Pussy Control, which is the first track on the album Gold Experience. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Pussy Control, a song about a woman named Pussy Control. Um, (laughs) It's not a metaphor. Something right out of JoJo's. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a metaphor. Prince doesn't work uh, with like the themes of sexuality. Anyway, um, in in any case, as somebody who had never heard the song Pussy Control that I knew of before watching Darius's uh, mashup of this sequence with Pussy Control as the background, which you can find on our YouTube, and I'll we'll I'll repost it on our Twitter. I listened to the clip on that and I was like, this is not like better than the version that they made. Like the song that they made for the anime is just so good. Like not to say that it's, you know, that it's better than Prince. I'm not. No, they did a very good job. Yeah. yeah. They made a really good uh, Evoking song. the vibe of pussy control without getting into any yeah. sort of legal trouble. If, if I get extra nerdy about it, I'll post a thing with uh, with one song on the left channel and one on the right channel. You can nice. hear that they're very, 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 very similar. Yeah. It makes me want a full-length version of the Vento Aureo one. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if that exists somewhere on Earth. Oh, I think it's on the soundtrack. You can't see me, but I'm making those emoji eyes sideways looks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they capture Zucchero. They torture him. There's never really an outcome from that. They're j- they no. just do it for fun. I they mean, do it for fun. Yeah. I guess they must have eventually killed him, or did they? Probably. Um, I mean, as we see in this show, and this is not a spoiler... They kill people. Yes. People die. Abakio uses his stand to listen to Zucchero's last radio call. But Jorno's not allowed to see. <laughs> Jorno's not allowed to see Moody Blue's juicy ass. This is definitely like still some very like 
little kids making up rules and hassling each you other about it. You can't sit with us. But like, all right, I won't let you see it. I'll let you listen to it, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? That's like, you can't play with my new action figure, but you can look at and it. And like, I was just like... <sighs> yeah, he just, and he does it, because why not? But Jorno's reaction to the rest of the gang is so funny in this whole episode. Yes. Uh, like, when... They're just kicking the shit out of Zucaro before the torture sequence. And Jorno's just like standing there. I mean, Bruno is also just standing there. But Jorno is just like, oh, something came out. Hey, wallet. No, like, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, whatever. Zucaro, by the way, 25 years old. Just yeah. Wait, where does it say that? It's, we have his driver's his license. His driver's license I, I says at his 1976 on it. Oh, but it said issued in 1995. Because yeah. I was yeah. like, he's not 10. And then I right. was like, well, I assume that. That's just the issue date, but I didn't see the other one. All right, yeah. 25. Oh, right. And Abakio's like, well, we don't know what his stand is. Maybe his partner doesn't even know what his stand is. These guys won't like trust each other. And I'm like, okay, every single couple that we're going to fight the whole season. They all know each other's stand. And they yeah. use each other's like they they pair the Yeah, they pair up. Together. They take advantage yeah. of each other's powers. And which I don't think means that Abakio's lying. I just think that we're gonna Abakio's just wrong. We're, well Abakio no Abakio just doesn't know how how many couples there yeah, are in the that Assassin's They're gonna squad. be fighting yeah. only couples because he he hasn't made the connection like, oh, I'm in a gang and I'm in a couple at in charge of this thing and we're pretty much split into couples now that Jorno's joined. So therefore <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But no. They still do some really great pacing and and sort of like camera work in terms of, you know, when Jorno's standing and his sunbeams declaring that he has a dream. Like they do this really good wipe that's very subtle where it's like the sunbeam crosses the screen and then once it once it does that, there's like it's just a slight push forward. So we get a nice little close up of Jorno. Um just, I don't know, it's really artful. Well, it's really well done. And leading up to that, like when Bruno's muttering about his plans, a cloud passes over and the whole place goes dark. And then when Giorno starts talking about his dream, the the sunlight comes back. Right. So know? it's just, it's, you know, basic, but it's like, it's, it's very, I don't know. I feel like it, you can miss this kind of stuff as just being like, Oh, there's a shot of seagulls for some right. reason. But like they do a lot of, of that kind of stuff early on that I like it. And it still feels very, we're still in the like up happy half of the season. Right before exams you know like i don't know like before stuff gets very serious i like when they're like how the hell are you gonna find this guy and it's like just look for the guy with the character design yeah no shit sure right you'll find him just wander the beach and be like oh you're in a midriff you know yeah. like it's which is true because in the next episode when we do see everyone hanging out on that on that marina they're the most basic ass looking like just random dudes uh they do a pretty good job of making like a lot of generic people all at once so oh, right. Jorno turns the thing into a fish. Right. Jorno's like, well, obviously, I'm just going to turn this into a fish and the fish will pull me to shore. And everyone is like, Duh. <gasps> because <laughs> they're still idea. impressed by him. But it is a really nice transformation sequence. It is. It, is. Yeah, it I looks like the, really cool. Fish. Yeah. Uh, and missed his team Jorno immediately. He's like, I like his idea. <laughs> Let me get how on much, the fish with you. How much weight can that fish pull? Like, uh, <laughs> there's going to be. I I really should start making a collection of all of the weird out of context stuff because this whole season is basically a JoJo's out of context. It is account. Like, it's really, it's bonkers. And I like yeah. it. Uh, we and get to we see, never get to see them riding on the fish together. No, sadly, robbed. Honestly, yeah. and then we meet Sex Pistols, which is Mr. Stan. I like it after all that stuff with Abaco being like, "I'm not showing you my stand. I don't trust you. People don't show each other." Mr. like, "Oh, here's my stand." Well, first we see Mr. in his in the pose that is yes. worth mentioning of his like holding his shirt up and pointing downward, um, like down his tum. Uh, <laughs> And that's his one of his chapter poses for this. Yeah, and I like that um, they, they managed to work that I think in. it's his sexiest solo pose. All the other poses he does that are super sexy are with Jorno. Yeah. 
But yeah. Um, so Mr. Stand is called Sex Pistols or Six Bullets. <laughs> a pretty fair yeah. translation. I mean, it's I mean literally it's true. Fine, yeah. So Mr. has six bullets that are his stand. Six bullet boys. Yeah, and but there's not a four, so it's one, two, three, five, six, and seven. It's like the thing about like, oh, you release like ten pigs and number them one through eleven to fuck with people. Sure, yeah, exactly. And they mostly, like, they have sort of distinct personalities. Mostly three is a bully and five cries a lot. Because five is obviously, like, the one that would have been four. So it's, like, the bad luck bullet. Yeah. Um, people interpret, like, they're obviously very childlike. They, you know, they need to eat regularly. <laughs> yeah, I love when he pulls out the tablecloth and, like, feeds lunch to them. Yeah, it's so cute. Well, and it's... Um, I love Jorno's like, darkened eyes. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> his exasperation is good. Most people have a stand. Although he's not the first person to have a stand that's, like... Like, there's usually, like, swarm-type stands, but those but don't really... They don't have personalities. Yeah, and they don't, they don't really talk. Courtney pointed out that it's kind of similar to Pearl Jam. yeah. Like just That's in terms true. of like the little the like tomatoes little. have like little faces and they're like yeah. and they they do seem to have personalities and they do stick around in the food long enough for people to like. But do they have distinct personalities? That's the thing. No, that we, like, we don't. I don't think we spend enough time with. I them mean, to I think know, that like but. Harvest has like faces and stuff, and they do stuff, but I don't think that they like yeah. are persistent. You know, it's not like one of them is named. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. Like I think I think Pearl Jam is also like a swarm stand, but just even design wise, it's like. Little little creatures, little critters. Yeah. It's like that scale is pretty similar to Sex Pistols. Um, but yeah, I think, so Sex Pistols isn't a swarm because it's not like it's just however many bullets and every time he, you know, brings his stand out, it's just the generic bullets. Like, right, it's not like uh, Bad Company. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Sorry, worse company. <laughs> <laughs> but he also doesn't have a stand, which is, so I think instead it's sort of, you know, fragmented. So this is where we're going to start, unfortunately, not stop, <laughs> <laughs> talking about dissociation because I think, you know, your stand is your expression of your will, Right. That's, yes. I'm remembering part three correctly. Yeah. And so Mista's will is in like six pieces, apparently. I, which is, this is obviously how I'm interpreting it. I mean, I've heard people talk about how it's like they're like his kids, which true, that's actually an and for me, not an or. Uh, because often, if you're familiar with dissociation, a lot of times. Uh, and you mean dissociation in particular as the kind that comes with dissociative identity disorder, yeah. not the kind that. Because there's lots of different kinds of dissociation yeah, yeah, that don't involve fragment yeah, in yeah. that particular way. So yeah, but so like a lot of times, so in dissociative identity disorders, you can read about it, honestly, if you're not familiar with it. Also, just keep watching this season of JoJo's. Um, <laughs> and listening to us. And try not to learn anything from it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said and listening yeah, to exactly. us. Yeah, exactly. Like it's very common for basically like parts of the mind to develop little like unique personalities essentially, which is why it used to be called multiple personality disorder. Although that's not really accurate um, any more than it would be accurate to say that like, you know, bullet number five has a full personality. So yeah, Mist is obviously like the sort of caretaker, outward responsible part of himself. And he takes care of all of these other little parts and makes sure they eat on time and gets their naps afterwards. He's parenting his own family system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's it's very good at doing some internal parenting, essentially. And this is 
like my lens on Mista. Mista's had a lot of therapy. <laughs> I don't know if he has. I think no, he might just intuitively yeah, be doing we'll this. We'll talk about it next episode, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. get more of his backstory. But yeah, so that's sort of my approach to that. And I actually really like the way that this is all depicted. And honestly, like this is like a pretty healthy internal system. There's a lot of negotiation, not too much harm between the different parts. Again, like three always bullies five, which is like also not incorrect having like protector parts and stuff that can be kind of aggressive. But like for the most part, everybody gets along, missed to make sure everybody's needs are met. And, you know, sometimes they shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanically, I just want to, I like how they, they're almost like a football team or something. They're like passing yeah, the bullet yeah. between each other and and making it go around like I just really I yeah like yeah working they have to work together yeah you know? no there's a lot of, like again it's like it's a very good like metaphor for like internal cooperation yeah. and we'll talk more about that next episode yes yeah and I want to just say we're going to talk about this next episode as well but I know some of our fans are going to bring it up we are going to address Mista's our own thoughts about Mista's relation to a previous stand user who we have encountered. Yes. So, yes. Put a pin in that. We'll it come back to it. canon. <laughs> if you know what we're talking about. But yeah, so Jorno's idea of a signal, the first signal of waving his arms <laughs> having failed is just to get on the walkie-talkie and yell exactly what's going on to well, Mista so that everyone can hear. Well, but it's better than nothing. Like, I, I do, I agree with him that Arguably. it's sort of better. Well, because otherwise, <laughs> so Sale is the name of... Salt. Salt is the name of this other guy. Salt and sugar. That's this mm. That's this uh, couple. Yeah, cute. Um, but so, yeah, <laughs> Saleh can see Mista, and they were right. Like, he can recognize him because he, I like that Mista's like, look, you're famous now because you're in a gang. Yeah. Like, everyone knows what you look like. And All like, the bad guys know what you look like. You really should try to blend in more. I'm just like, I don't. When, when did they get pictures of Jorno? Like, I just... So many questions. Um, I understand. I mean, them. probably like for all we know, Jorno has the same power as Dio, and he's been accidentally texting <laughs> them his back this whole time. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so the the only difference is that Jorno created the fly that's in the picture. Yeah, yeah. That's, but yeah, so it's Jorno's villain grinder profile. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even set up that profile. Some a fan did. I don't know. <laughs> Did any of these people sell drugs to children? Yeah, that's yeah. what he's. That's it's actually a honeypot to try and catch you. He's like, love. <laughs> I really love guys who sell drugs to yeah, kids. I was well, like no, on Villain Grinder. They yeah, have like likes, like, dislikes. He's like, I'm 15 and I really want some drugs. Sell me drugs. Sell me some drugs, please. Yeah, Jorno's just one giant walking to catch a predator episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think like what his like like not very mask for also not very mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Footch for footch. Twink yeah. for twink. Yeah. yeah. Twink for twink, indeed. So, yeah. So, Mista and like, I, I actually really like this scene. I think it's nice and tense, but the stakes are still pretty low. It's like, oh, he's going to, it's like right around the corner. And then he, he sees him. And so then Mista gets a fire. I like yeah. the. He closes the blinds and we're like, oh, Mista's not going to be able to see. But he can because that's how his stand works. So, yeah, he fires a couple shuts off and one of them manages to get kicked into the guy's um, ankle somewhere. Achilles tendon. Something like that. And it's probably not his Achilles tendon because he can still kind of walk. That's true. Honestly, the whole thing looks painful. Every time Mista shoots someone, I'm like, you know, like I know too much now about what bullets do inside the human body and it's not good. So every time he hits somebody and they're like still walking, I'm like, I don't think that's you, true. You, you heard it here first. Bullets are bad for your health. They are. <laughs> no, but like surprise, like the way the movies would lead you to believe it's like, it's hard. It's worse than that. I still don't understand how 50 Cent survived. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> There's this thing that happens called cavitation where the pressure of the air and the bullet moving quickly through you actually expands the space inside of the bullet's path and like um, basically creates like air and bubbles in the, the liquid and flesh around it. So like you can just have like a little bullet, but it'll, if it's going fast enough, it'll create like a cavity inside you that I then learned, collapses. I once learned it's gone. that from Buffy when Willow uses her powers to push a bullet through the one shithead who killed her girlfriend. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I didn't learn that. I just learned that you can kill someone with a bullet that way. That's how I learned that. That bullets can kill you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God. Thank God you got taught that. But only if you push it real slow. Yeah, exactly. Into someone's head. But yeah, so they managed to hit him. So bullet one and bullet two do a little celebration dance, which is extremely cute. And I'm very shocked that I don't have an animated GIF of it just ready to go on my phone at all times. Because I feel like everything the bullets do is like a pretty good animated yeah. gif. They're cute. They I are actually, cute. I also really like their voices. Yeah. Like, even though like they're not annoying at all to me. They're like not squeaky, but they're still yeah. definitely very. Well, they don't. Maybe it's because like they're they're high pitched in a way that they don't talk like anime babies. Yeah, I was, I was actually just thinking it's like it's just a higher range. It's not adult trying to sound like a toddler. Exactly. Yeah. No, they're really cute. I like them, and it's also every time. That like someone posts fan art of the bullets, like people will comment, be like, "I can hear this picture." And it's oh, like, and it's true. oh, yeah. Oh, and Darius is the bullets in our in yes, our. which is really funny because <laughs> honestly, if we're being very real, it's it should actually be that Darius is the Mista and I am all all the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me, I need a nap. <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty fun to draw. Yes. I mean, unfortunately for Darius, <laughs> he is much easier to caricature tiny. <laughs> Than Courtney, I have yeah. more. I have more distinct facial features. Well, especially like in glasses. my style. In my yeah. style, it's like I don't do a lot of detail with faces. Yeah. So. Right. No. Yeah. So it's really Courtney cute. would have looked like just like generic dude. Yeah. But also, I when made tiny, I'm happy to be a bullet. So I like yes. it. Yeah. But yeah, that means I'm hungry all the time. So that's fair. So yeah. So then, and then the episode just ends with Mister being like, "Okay, he's probably somewhere near this truck." Since the blood leads to this truck, you know, just crack Columbo detection. Yep, right and there. then he, <laughs> and then he, you know, goes to shoot the truck driver who is trembling and very clearly not our man. And then to be continued. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a good episode. I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of it is because it's a lot of Jorno and Mista. Yeah, oh yeah, well, and fun. the bullets. I mean, the, yeah. just the you know, and we get the the lunch scene. Like I know yeah. there's just like there's goofy. I mean, yeah, the, and the, between the, the dance, scene, between yeah. the torture dance and the lunch with the bullets, there's like goofy stuff, yeah. which is always good. Yeah, I and also, it's always fun to know. I mean, it's also fun like having read it and watched it, knowing like Jordan and Mista, they're a romance for the ages. It's fun to see them like, you know, their first trip together. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you know your first mini their break, first mission. Yeah. yeah. Gaycation, yeah, <laughs> what have you? To Capri, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the. I mean, there's there's less gay places. They ride a fish there. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at Explain JoJo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Sex Pistols would leave for lunch. 